ball on the curb I'm not trying to be nosy But I gotta know everything you heard We gotta know what's going on He did what? Now that was wrong What's the latest trends of fashion? Tell me what's your favorite song Who you reading? What you reading? What you watching? What's the season? Are there twists for the finale? Cause we gonna need a better reason Who's improving the community? Bring the focus back to unity Gotta do something more than plan Listen up and take a stand A little bit of this, a little bit of that Don't be mad I'm just in my bag, 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 bag. You gon' get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Why you mad? I'm just in my bag, bag, bag. Who are we? I'm D H E. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Don't be mad, I'm just in my bag, 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 bag. Get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Why you mad? I'm just in my bag, bag, bag. Who are we? All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever time you're listening to this, this is your host, John Torrance, and this is In My Bag Podcast. I have a special guest with me this evening. (laughs) Um, I'll go down the line on who you are before I actually say your name. Um, Very special guest. He is a performance artist, writer, educator based in New York City. He's a graduate of Cornell University, receiving an MA in performing and media arts and also holds a BFA in musical theater from the esteemed Cincinnati Conservatory of Music. He has performed, presented research and original works and collaborated in spaces that include the national tour of Miss Saigon, The Shed, Joe's Pub, Central Park and Harlem Summer Stage, Riverside Theater, The Joyce, The Alliance Theater, Williams College and Northwestern University. He's a member of Actors' Equity Association and garnered two All-Deco Viv Award nominations in the category of Best Actor in a Musical. He has collaborated with Camille A. Brown and Dancers, which include his theatrical contributions to the 2014 Bessie Award-winning ballet Mr. Toll E. Rantz. Um, He co-directed the Othello Project, a Black Lives Matter adaption for Shake on the Lake. Uh, Most recently, he starred off-Broadway as the Man in Blue and for Color Boys on the verge of a nervous breakdown when freedom ain't enough. Um, he published, he's a published author. His chapter, Slang Formation, A Queering of Black Tradition, can be found in African-American arts, activism, aesthetics, and future, futurity. James is the host of Performing Black, a podcast that analyzes, highlights, and critiques black and black queer performance and art. So I said your name throughout that. However, it's Kenzie. (laughs) Kenzie James. (laughs) How are you? I just felt like I had to like say everything because you know you are accomplished and you know you have a lot of accolades. Okay. I got more to do though. Uh, more to do. <laughs> more work more, to do. Work, more work to do. How are yeah. you doing? I'm great. I'm happy to be here on in my bag. Um <laughs> I am. I feel like we just I always feel like I have to say that to people because you never know how they're like feeling. You yeah. know what I mean? No, you're right. Um because a smile can mean a thousand things. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean that you're happy. It can right. mean the total opposite. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So um what I like to do with people who come on, um, first thing is just to 
let everyone know and the listeners know your coming out story mm-hmm. because everyone, especially in this community, mm-hmm. um, everyone's story is different yes. you know what i mean and i feel like a lot of people can relate to the different stories that you know were expressed and were told on here yeah. so give me a little bit about your coming out so how old were you when you did come out so i was did not come out i was pulled out oh and a lot of people <laughs> who came on this show said the exact same thing really mm-hmm. okay i was pulled out i mean you know so but it i was young i was in um high school and um you know, I used to love to print out these erotic stories that I would read online. And I would like, you know, print them out. Well, first of all, no. So like, this was like, <laughs> we always do the age thing, right? This was at the <laughs> beginning of the internet. So like, uh-huh. you know, this is like when they had the like America Online discs. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and yeah. they would mail them Listen, to I was part of that okay. generation. So, <laughs> anyway, I, I'm saying that, to, saying that to say that like, you know, this was not when you knew that you needed to like lock your password or like have a password. You right, know, like, right. Like this is, I didn't, you know, when I was a kid, I was young. So like I was able to get online and go online and like, you know, peruse early internet and I would like, you know, I had my own email address and I would like have, you know, mm-hmm. like some kind of way like photos would be in my email. Right, right. And like if my dad got online, he wouldn't look, particularly because he's a vision problem, he wouldn't look at the user who was there. Uh-huh. So you had to change the user. Okay. So anyway, he would go into my email address in my email inbox and see all kinds of pictures oh, of things. Oh, God. People talking to me, me, me yes. you know, having communication. And so I would deny it. He was like, you know, what is this? You know, uh-huh. I'm just like, somebody sent it to me on mistake. <laughs> they didn't, you know, like, I don't know, it's a mistake. Uh-huh. And like he, and then like he would find the stories under the pillow, you know, like, and I was like, what is this? You know, I'm just like, oh, oh. I don't God. know why I it out. I don't know why, Daddy. And how so, old were like how what, this was a period. This was high school. Okay, okay. So this was like in between. This probably started around 14, 15 mm-hmm. to sixteen. Mm-hmm. You know, until finally he was like, you know. Now, meanwhile, I was already having sex as well okay. at this time. They did not know that. But when they found the story, when he finally he was like, just tell me. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe I admitted that I was having sex or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I never got caught doing anything. anything. Um, and he finally was just like, just tell me the truth. Yeah. And I told him the truth. You know, and he was like, you know, I, I don't agree with it, but I, you're my son and I love you. And I was like, okay, daddy, well, you go on and tell mama because I'm not, <laughs> you're not dealing with that. She's crazy. Uh-huh. I'm not, you know, and then the story goes on. Okay. Yeah. Um, so (laughs) were you so your mom and dad were living together during Mm -hmm, that time mm -hmm. all my sister was there we all you know what looked like this beautiful Mm -hmm. cosby family Uh uh-huh yeah and so when she found out your dad told her Mm -hmm. what happened so i was like at school performing came home i was a very like discerning and under like i was like wise beyond my years I looked in the window and I was like oh she knows Mm -hmm. so this is about to be and we came out and we had this whole dramatic conversation Mm -hmm. you know my mom was very shady so she said a lot of shady (laughs) things you know um, and we even like we prayed and I was like we've never we've never ever in my life held each other and prayed really prayed together in the house yeah and, and not in our house uh-huh. with my grandmother grandparents uh-huh. house. you know and i was you know anyway and so it just was like the the initiation of a long um 
journey of contention mm -hmm. and you know and that wasn't put out or anything like okay. that went on to college they, yeah because that know, was, was my next question it, it was a, a put out type mm -hmm. of thing no 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 because my family was like, like they were like you know good black folk you know, mm -hmm. and I'd say that in, in quotes, you know. Yeah. But so she could not be, you know, my mother would, no, I would never put my child out. You know, she couldn't be seen okay. as someone who would put a child out. Okay. You know. Even though she probably was thinking it. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I mean, I don't think so. Uh -huh. I, don't, I don't think so. But definitely was going to give me hell mm -hmm. until I did what she wanted me to do. Right. And that was never going to happen. Mm -hmm. So it's crazy because it's kind of sort of like the opposite. Usually the dad is the one doing that, but the mother did. So are you more closer to your dad than your Very mom? So. I'm a daddy's boy. My daddy, like... It's the world to mm -hmm. me. <laughs> it's the world to me. And, and like a couple summers ago, like I, I, I finally came to the realization that he was aging and okay. old. Uh -huh. It was very hard for me. Really? <laughs> very hard. Really? Yeah, very hard. Um, do you feel as though because you are close to him and he is aging when we talk about, you know, being gay and the whole children aspect might come up, mm -hmm. does that like... Get, does that have a certain feeling over that? Like, would you want to see him, like, be a grandfather to your child one day? I mean, I would love to, but I also know that I'm moving in my time, mm -hmm. and I understand that he may not. No, I definitely want children. Right. I actually want lots of kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, um, but I'm moving, you know, and, and it's going to happen. Okay. I hope, you know, we actually, you know, are... If you know a family that like you know his 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 parents, okay. you know, and their siblings lived into their nineties, okay, you know, so like, but he doesn't you know do what he needs to do all the time. I don't know if he's there. If he's here, he's if he's here, you know, mm -hmm. for them, he's he is here. Okay. If he's not, he's not. Like I don't get caught up in that. Okay, like, I do worry about spending more time because they're in Atlanta. I'm in New York. Okay, and and, and my parents, although they their relationship is strained, mm -hmm. um, they're still married. Okay, I mean they're still legally married. I should say. Yeah, but they're. Mm -hmm. Like you, they live like roommates. I want to start being there for my family, so I'm like, you know, or for my father rather. You know, so I'm thinking about do I go to Atlanta more now? And Atlanta is a you know very interesting place. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> now, yes, it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you have siblings? Yeah, one sister. Okay, you know, and she has her family. She's and what husband. happened when you told her? So we were very close. Okay, like, we're super close. She's a lot older than me. Oh, she's nine years older than me. Mm -hmm. Um. I do think that it it changed the energy, you really? know. But my sister is like, you know, what you think of like the, you know, the niceties and you know the sub southern black women that uh -huh. like, you know, say the right thing and do the right thing, mm -hmm. you know. But she's also up under my mother, but it it definitely strained our relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not as close as mm -hmm. we used to be, but you know. And how was it growing up in Atlanta? Cause you born and raised. Mm -hmm. How was that? So, I mean, my experience, I'm, is, you know, I I had a wonderful childhood. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> I had a wonderful childhood. You know, I got, to, especially because I was a baby. I was uh -huh. a baby boy. You know, my sister was much older than me, you know, and like, I was able to basically do what I wanted to do. I got yeah. to experience a lot of things. I traveled very young. You mm -hmm. know, I traveled abroad very young. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got to start, you know, taking acting classes mm -hmm. and, and voice lessons mm -hmm. and piano lessons. As, as, I had a wonderful childhood. Okay. You know? It was, you know, 
I think because I had so much freedom, I was able to get into a lot. I think that that directed my path. Okay. Know, because I was a very curious kid. <laughs> what they doing? I was I too. I want to see what they doing. I was too. I'm <laughs> the only child, so okay. it's kind of like, you know, and my mom is a single parent, and she okay. worked all the time. Okay. So I was home by myself mm-hmm. all the time. All the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely understand that. Yeah. Um, do you... So you're not as close to your mom as you are with your dad. No, I'm not. We I, Actually, at this point, like, we, we are not... <laughs> we don't talk. I've texted her like I te- did. I text her for Mother's Day. I think I said I texted for Mother's Day. I think I did. No, like, like that's a real question. Uh-huh. But was it always a strain in your relationship growing up, or not until? So I always say, you know, there was this when I was thirteen. No, but when I was thirteen, that was when I like first kind of messed around with a boy. And at that time, my dad cheated on her, okay. and her mama died. So it was all these things happened at this one time. And I think my mom also, after all that, I think my mom saw a change in me. Because then I, right after that, you know, I messed around with it. Right after, maybe a year after that or so, you know, I, I, I had a regular life mm-hmm. with men, you know. Um, I always say, I always say once I once I got to college, I was I was a, I was professional. Oh yeah, I was a professional game. <laughs> by, the t- by the time I got to college, right, I right. couldn't go to Morehouse. My dad was a Morehouse man. I couldn't, uh-huh. go, I, told, I couldn't go to Morehouse, Daddy. He didn't know why. I said, "This is already." Yeah. I was already. <laughs> I was already. You know, like fucking dudes. Yeah, you know, I was already there. Yeah. So. Do you think that the relationship with your mom will get better? And I just say that just because, like. You know, I'm super close with my mom. Like, mm-hmm. I talk to her every single day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes multiple times a day. So, yeah. when I see that strain, I'm mm-hmm. like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Well, the last time I left Atlanta. So, like, Fourth of July used to be, I think, my favorite holiday. Mm-hmm. Her birthday is the day after. Okay. And so, she has acted crazy my last two, in my opinion. You know, there's always two sides of mm-hmm. the story. Um to answer your question, let me leave that alone. To answer my, <laughs> <laughs> to answer uh, your question, um, I am hopeful. Mm-hmm. You know, like I am not um, sitting here like thinking of that question, right? Um, but you know, like I do have this interest to you know figure out what's going on in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Part of that is because like I'm growing underwhelmed by New York, uh-huh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but like that to see what my family is, you know, um, but, you know, my boundaries are very clear right now. You know, um, the last time I left, I was like, if she doesn't go get therapy, we will never talk again. Mm-hmm. That's what I told my mm-hmm. family, like my, my dad and my sister. Yeah. My dad was like, well, you know what that means. You know, she, you know? and I was mm-hmm. just like, you know, well, I understand what it could mean. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, um, okay. but I'm hopeful. Yeah. You know, I, the door is not closed. It's okay. Just like, That's good. I'm protecting my peace. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I plan to go there and I'm like, and with friends, uh, and yeah. I'm like, do I like to just roll up at the house and be like, we stay in. Uh-huh. There's, mu- there's much room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh-huh. for, for, you know, for a few friends to come and stay, there's lots of room. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, do I even want to do that? Yeah. Particularly since we are in a particular space. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. pending. Let's say that. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Let's get into your performance background mm-hmm. because you are a performer yeah. and I have seen it firsthand. Yeah, she did come <laughs> I've so seen amazing. it firsthand, and so I was like 
uh, this nigga can act <laughs> and can dance uh-huh. and can sing. Like you're, you know, yeah. you like it's everything. You know what I mean? So when did you first like experience that? Like the whole just performance. When did you get that bug to say, I think I'm different? You know I what I mean? A, I was a baby. I was little. Um, so. You know, my dad was very much into jazz music and had okay. lots of albums and even like tapes. This is like when you could like, you know, go to Blockbuster and like, mm-hmm. we would like record. I forget how he would do it. It's like you hook your camcorder to the VCR, you would like dub, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. tape. Anyway, so like we had all the all the movies, you know. Okay. I saw the movie Tap uh, with Gregory Hines and Sammy Davis Jr. And I was like, I want to tap dance. I want to be, I want to be a tapper. Uh-huh. They put me in tap. This is like six or seven. They put me in tap after I did not do well in Little League. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And for whatever reason, I was taken out of tap. But then after, like, I started taking piano lessons. Okay. And then I was in elementary school. They offered acting classes. um, And I got an acting class at fourth grade. And, you know, the people who were presenting the class had, Mm -hmm. you know, they were an a talent agency mm-hmm. and so I joined them and then like I started doing theater I was taking voice lessons and, okay. and piano lessons and then I ended up going to Tri-Cities High School which was um, you know a, a, a huge um, performing arts High school, okay. Atlanta for Black children. Oh, nice. Candy uh-huh. uh, from Escape. You know, okay. Was graduate. Um, uh-huh. What's his name from? Um, um, Saturday Night Live, Keenan Thompson oh. right there. Uh, but the woman who just won the best Tony, uh, the best actress for Tony uh-huh. on Broadway right now, uh-huh. went to my high school. And, and many others, like so many people. Oh, right my God. Uh, D. Woods from Danny Kane. All went from my high school, you know. And we are, I'm still connected to all okay. of these people. That's good. Anyway, so that was my lineage. And then went on to musical theater school and moved to New York, got a tour. So was how was, how was, um... How was performing in high school? Like, how was that? Because, and you're surrounded by all these creatives, yeah, right? So, yeah. So, it was, <laughs> I don't want to say the time of my life, because that sounds crazy. But, like, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I was in my element. I was doing, you know, I was learning a craft. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to two different high schools, you know. Um, but both of them were performing arts schools. Okay. One was a predominantly white school. And then I was able to transfer to my home school, Tri-City. Um, and so I got, you know, really the best of both worlds, or just a, a, to experience both world, mm-hmm. worlds. I got to, you know, understand. What was the difference between um, the predominantly white and the predominantly black? That's a great question. Um, I feel like I got to know kind of more at the the predominantly white school in terms of performance, you know. um, The professional side of theater, just in terms of like, you know, like, Everything was rigid, yeah, you know, yeah. and like this is, you know, you open the book and you open up the theater book, mm-hmm. you know, you learn how to do theater. Um, but with Tri-Cities and with um, YA, it's the company that uh, was a youth company mm-hmm. that I had joined, and that is why I ended up being able to go to Tri-Cities. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned how to be an artist. I learned how to create things. I learned uh-huh. how my blackness, you know, um, 
moved with what I said. Yeah. And then for me, I was also very unafraid to bring in the queerness too. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. I was very, at the, you know, I don't think I was like, so I wasn't, you know, revolutionary in terms of sexuality then, mm-hmm. but I was very sure of myself. Okay. And so that showed up, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It just really like, you know, I was always, it made me very confident, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't think I thought of it like that then, mm-hmm. but I didn't have any issues saying what I needed to say, mm-hmm. expressing myself. I was talented, so I was, you know, generally the lead. Right. You know, I was I was a leader. Right. Okay. You know, I was a leader in high school, mm-hmm. and I was a leader in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what made you go to college in Ohio? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just believe that if you want to do something, go to the best place place okay for it and so i remember i said like i told my father like i wasn't going to morehouse i decided i wanted to you know i started acting and then i found musical theater and then i just was like i want to do music and that was because i went to tri-cities and it still is the best production of dream girls i've ever Mm -hmm. seen in my life Mm -hmm. i saw that production i wanted to go my parents wouldn't let me go but anyway i was like i want to go to the top school okay and at that time um ccm was the top school for musical theater. Mm. And it was one of the schools I applied to, Cincinnati Conservatory of Music, and mm. I applied and got in. And how was I that to whole... audition to oh. get, not just a like paper So what did you do? What was your audition? I sang <laughs> I sang a song from Porgy and Bass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a slave song. Oh okay. <laughs> a slave song in Ohio. Okay. No, I actually yeah, I think I auditioned in Atlanta. But oh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. I I had, but I did go visit before I uh-huh. actually accepted. Oh mm. my god. So how was that whole experience? Um, I mean, because that's is that's a different level than high school when it comes to performing and mm-hmm. what you learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I had been auditioning, I had been in professional theater, so it felt like that. It okay. felt like going, and I knew that I was going against, mm-hmm. you know, if you think of the show Glee, if we remember yep. Glee, yep. Like, it was like that. It was okay. like going against those folk, and, the, you know, people who could sing and dance, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. Um, and I was, you know, in, in our class, we had the, one of the largest classes ever that they ever accepted. Like, you know, they were like, why is your class so big? But they would kick people out. Really? We had to audition after every quarter. We were on the quarter system to stay in the program. Shut up. People like started school and got kicked out. Oh my god! I mean, yeah, that's college anyway, and you don't even have audition. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine you like go up to say like what you need to say, and they're like, "Thank you so much." Oh. Gone. Oh my yeah, you god! You gotta find a new school after winter break. Yeah, like it happened. Like nine people, I think we were like a class of twenty nine. I think uh-huh. we graduated with like twenty one or something like that. Wow! And so, what was the reason for the cut? Was they that just felt like you were not up to par and up, you know, to like progress in the program oh and, and to God. make it on Broadway because that was the goal, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so then you went to Cornell. How was how yeah. was that? Well, I went to live life. Oh yes, I was, I didn't it, go was, it was directly after. Okay. Yeah, no, I did not. I moved to New York City. 
Um, and, you know, I, like I said, I booked a tour and I just kind of realized, I was like, oh, y'all racist. And also, this is not that artistic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I might have wasted. No, I didn't waste. And now I know that. I didn't. But I think that was a question, like, did I waste mm-hmm. these last three years? And so I just, you know, lived in New York. You know, I would, I began to work, uh, create work. You okay. know, and it ended up being very much in the dance field, which is very weird. But I began <laughs> to like, because I'm not a dancer. Mm-hmm. I'm not. People always think I'm a dancer, but I, I'm not a dancer. Well, man, you were moving on that stage. I can dance. Yeah. <laughs> and I, okay. And I can drop it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not a dancer. Yeah. You know, okay. I don't do all that. You okay. Know? Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway. And so I started creating things, and I, I found that I had a, a political voice, and I began to think deeply mm-hmm. about blackness and, 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 and think deeply about you know, the intersection of, you know, my my other identities, mm-hmm. my sexuality, mm-hmm. you know, and all of that and, and how that and my and the ways in which my gender, you know, is placed in the world, you know, and um and so I was like, I need to think deeper about okay. lots of things, mm-hmm. you know. And so I decided to apply to graduate school, and it was not my plan to get into a PhD program, but I did, and I got it. Yeah, and so I got into the PhD program full ride, and decided to go to Cornell, and that is when I really learned, you know, um, what racism and anti-blackness. Really, yeah, what I, were I thought some, I knew. What were some of the things that you experienced? Just you know, um, folk telling you that you're not smart enough. You know, like I remember, like so we had to like, have like two, um, two, um, and you know, Cornell's an established, absolutely type. Ivy. You yeah. know, it's, it's you know, top of the line. Yeah, you know, and the, the the Ivy that they say is the easiest to get in, but the hardest to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, very prestigious place. You know, and I, I was just. You know, I went up there as my full self, and that as was challenging, should. too, you know. Yeah. And, and to have other black people kind of, like, not saying anything, because nobody would try me or say anything right. crazy. No. But you would feel other black people being like, you know, why is he doing, well, he's doing too much. Mm. Just, by st- just by being, you know. And these are other black people? Mm-hmm. Other black graduate students, other black, yeah. I, at least that's the energy I felt. Okay. You know, I can't speak for how they you know mm-hmm. and that's what I felt that's what I felt from them uh, sometimes you know um, but yeah no tell, you know teachers being like you know that's really hard you can't do that you know or let me stop you from do, from from publishing this book or really? from publishing this because uh, I, I got uh, mm-hmm, yeah you know I, um, I was even though it was difficult because my undergraduate it was, it was, uh, my undergraduate undergraduate experience was very um uh it was you know light in terms of we danced and performed most of the day our academic requirements were very little so when i got there and i used to ended up working a lot with the undergraduate i did not know that like college was so stressful (laughs) Uh (laughs) people were working so hard yeah i didn't realize that and 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 not only did i have to do that but i had to also graduate to this graduate level of learning yeah you know so it was very hard in the first year Mm -hmm. it was very difficult and then once i started to get the rhythm i didn't realize that you you've been combating anti-blackness and microaggressions this whole time Mm. and once i realized i've never been a person to be silent to any of that i began to speak up Mm -hmm. about it and be like no 
no, I'm not doing that. You you won't do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm submitting this this essay to you. Someone wants to publish it. Mm-hmm. So what? It's the it's the essay I'm submitting to you. Why yeah. won't you accept it? Mm-hmm. Oh, you just don't want me to be published. Like that kind of okay, stuff. you know it was it was ridiculous, you know. And then other, you know, it was just it was very hard. It was very hard. And then at that time, I wanted to date. Like that was when I finally was ready to date. And there was like no. I thought I was gonna go up there and meet my Huey P. Newton. <laughs> that was like my plan. I was like, oh, it's gonna be amazing. Yes. And he was not there. Oh my god! You know, the men were very clot. The men were very closeted. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It wasn't that many of them either. Like it was. Oh, I could imagine. Was, I could imagine. You know, and it's crazy that you go up there to find, you know, to go deeper into your blackness. Yeah, exactly. And then you experience mm-hmm, this. Exactly. Yeah, it was it was a challenging time. Um, and so I decided to leave, you know, mm-hmm. and I accepted the masters mm-hmm. um, and came back to New York. Mm-hmm. So what made you? I mean, New York is like the capital of performance mm-hmm. and. Did you plan to go anywhere else, or was just New York was just on your vision? At that time, New York was on my vision. I mean, you know, well, I decided to go to New York um, in high school. We took a high school trip up. Okay. And I went up and I said, I don't know where I'm going to college, but this is where I'm moving after college. Really? And that's exactly what I did. My mom was upset. Uh I was supposed to go to school in Georgia, um, but decided not to. But, you know, but in my time in New York, and even now, with what's going on in the world, I very much would love to leave this country. I very much would love to live somewhere. I'm serious. Yeah. I'm very, very serious when mm-hmm. I say it. You know, I... Where else would you move? Like, where... I would live in South Africa. I love my time there. Okay. Um, South Africa. I mean, you know, I've not been to Europe. I've traveled abroad, mm-hmm. but I haven't been to Europe. Um, but I, you know, in my mind, I, you know, the UK sounds nice for mm-hmm. whatever reason i'm so interested in like germany and berlin i'm very much like let me see but at the other day i was in harlem i can't you know went to meet my homegirl and, and i'm waiting on her waiting for her on the block in harlem and i was like yeah i'm done with this i'm, re- I'm, ready, to, I'm ready to 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 see other lands yeah and see well they say new york's not what it used to be it is not it's, oh it it's is not it's not even close it isn't not it even isn't. close it isn't i've been here a very very long time mm-hmm. you know it is not it mm-hmm. isn't um and harlem is not and harlem is the first place that i moved to new york but it is different it's very challenging for me to be in harlem now yeah mm-hmm. i feel the same way would you go back to atlanta i used to be like <laughs> that is the silliest question one could ask me uh-huh um I don't know though, because they they down there shooting and acting uh, oh, in Atlanta as well. Yeah, they was at the I, Fogo to Child shooting. Not Fogo. <laughs> Fogo to Child. <laughs> I was like, not at the Brazilian Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about this solo play, The Kids. Mm, the Kids, which I hope will have. Uh, let me not talk about it. I applied for something, and I'm just really okay. trying to like. Um, hope that I can bring it to New York and I, and, and I will okay. but anyway the kids is a play um, centered around a young man and those relationships he has uh, those people that are in his life okay um, and this can be his love triangle mm-hmm. this can be um, 
his gay mama, mm-hmm, all of mm-hmm. these things. And so it, it just explores, it's just a day in the life. It explores um, addiction. Okay. It explores identity. Mm-hmm. It explores shade. Um, mm. Yeah. It explores shade. So when I was in graduate school, my dissertation was about the possibilities of shade. Shade as performance, but also shade as resistance and, okay. sh- and throwing shade um as a, um, I don't want to say political weapon, but a, 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 some a, a political action. Okay. Um, and shade is power. So I don't think you know. It's funny. I I, I hear queer people always like you know, shade is nasty and negative, and I don't feel like it is all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't feel like that's intent. And I also feel that shade, you know. It's the way that gay men and 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 trans women all um, show their power, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what this 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 show kind of meditates on. Okay, you know, but also what happens when we're living in the shade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, is that something that you want to do? Is start to create more shows and. Like do more of that stuff and absolutely it is. I, I think I want to you know really just kind of think about the intersection of blackness and queerness, mm-hmm. um, and just to think about deeper questions. You know, we're always talking about relationships and sex. Yeah, yeah. With, and and that's cool, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But why are we not talking about why everybody's single? Yeah, because there's lots of details that make that true. Yeah. We're like you said, location, geography. Mm-hmm. And then what's happening in the geography? You mm-hmm. know, what are the things that what are the things that are preventing us from getting to that place? Cuz we love to look at the, you know, we love to highlight relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Native Son does a beautiful job oh, yeah. of doing that. Yeah, highlight they do. Relationships and I'm just like, but everybody don't have that. Lots Everyone don't actually, have that. Actually, the majority does not. Yeah. You know, What do you about- think about interracial dating when it comes to and I'm going to keep it funky, <laughs> you do have those black men who say I don't date other black men. Or they mm-hmm. they won't even say it, but it's in their it's, it's in their actions. Yeah. It's you know mm-hmm. what they surround themselves with right. and who they surround themselves with, and it's like, are you for this or are you not? Are you know? Well, I mean, my thing is is that date who you want to date, mm-hmm. but when you say that I don't date, I specifically mm-hmm. <laughs> and inherently do not date those who look like me mm-hmm. like I'm making a point to date someone else yeah something is wrong mm-hmm. something is wrong but they don't date, add, and some a lot of them don't admit it either well I don't really you know spend time <laughs> with those kinds yeah. of men mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. I don't. My first love was, and when I say my first love, I'm not talking about the first person I was with. My first love in life, when I came out the womb, was blackness. Yeah, yeah. You know, my wanting to be have a black partner, it is a desire, but it's also political because of folk like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. Mm. Yeah, but I don't want it. You know, I don't want it to be. I don't know. Let me, yeah. <laughs> so tell me about, especially that, tell me about the uh, chapter that you wrote, the slam formation 
a queering of black tradition. Wow. And I know I read a little bit of it where mm-hmm. you talk about Beyonce in the beginning, but mm-hmm. tell me like the concept of that whole chapter. Yeah, so the the um, chapter is um, really kind of analyzing and critiquing the song formation. Okay. Um, and thinking about the video or the, yeah, the video mm-hmm. and the performance, this, the Super Bowl performance. Mm-hmm. If we remember the Super Bowl performance was the 50th anniversary, I guess, of the, um, exception or the uh-huh, initiation uh-huh. of the Black Panthers. And so I was basically just thinking about the appropriation with okay. the presence of queerness in the work and the ways in which, um, if you watch the video or the performance, um, I feel like the queerness that's represented, like Big Freesia, uh-huh. um, you know, I slay uh-huh. as, as queer language mm-hmm. is being erased um, mm. and being appropriated. Um, it is. It is. And I think that, you know, even with this new song, you know, um, maybe Big Freeze is more present yeah. in this in this song, but the you know like that. I feel like that aesthetic you know is there because even in the choreography you know, um, in, going back to formation, um, choreographed I think by Jaquel Knight, uh-huh. um, who is also in the ballroom scene okay. as well, you know, but just, just the erasure so that chapter is about the erasure. Okay. Um, well, she's, I feel like she's always been doing that too, especially like with get me body, mm-hmm. you know, with that whole video, mm-hmm. you saw the ballroom kids in there you saw mm-hmm. them dip in and you saw even in, you know, the content of the song too. So I feel like she is, she, she's an ally, but also, you know what makes you money, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what's going to make you money. Mm-hmm. And you know the kids is going to always support you, especially right. if you put out these type of songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, just honoring, you know, like, you know, I think in that number, the revolutionary power information, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also like I slay. You know, at that time, particularly because this was like 2016, yeah, yeah. To, when, you know, when that came out, 2017, yeah. maybe. Um, you know, we know who sang I Slay, yeah, at that time, right? You know what I'm saying? But we don't see them in your performance on yeah. the stage, we didn't see them in the video, mm. and so that's what that okay, was about. Just okay, saying, like, you know, okay, you're using this, but I don't see it. I got it, also, uh-huh. you know, it's still revolutionary because at that time, you know, um, you know, black men being killed, all these yeah, things, yeah. you know, police brutality, all of these things oh was very God. prevalent. So it was just an essay mm-hmm. kind of meditating mm-hmm. on those ideas. Well, talking about that, let's get into that <laughs> play that. That you just got featured in mm-hmm. and you were the lead on yeah. um, for Color Boys. How did that come about? I mean, you know, um, I auditioned. Okay. Um, I, you know, was in my, like, I was like, you know, I might even auditioned uh, right before I started back teaching again. But I was, I auditioned um, and, and, yeah, I did because I got, I started back teaching and then I got the show. And I was like, how am I rehearsing? Right, right. For this show, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. so how was that whole experience performing and Cause it was it was a really good play. I went to go see it. Yes, you it did. was it was a really really good play. But you also improved a little bit. <laughs> was that yeah, on purpose? Yes, because I couldn't remember my lines. 
trying to stop smoking weed. <laughs> well, I was like leading up to the show. I couldn't uh, remember lines. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to know. I know. Um, I'm sorry. No, it was great. <laughs> no, it was great. Um, it was it was a wonderful experience. You know, like. If, if if I don't know how to do anything, you know, this is what I tell myself. You know, is that I know theater. Mm-hmm. And I know how to act. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I know how um, to bring um, black joy and pain mm-hmm. and whatever all the you know to yeah. life. Mm-hmm. And so it was fun. It was great. It was a great reminder of my gift. It was a great mm-hmm. reminder of the work that I need to continue to do. Yeah, because tell people what the what it was about the play. So the show is you know it is an adaptation of. You know, Intasaki Shange's For Colored Girls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people know that as a film that Tom yeah. Perry did. Yeah. But it was a play uh, produced on Broadway in the 70s, long before that film. Mm-hmm. Um, and not as dramatic. Uh, I mean, it, it has heavy themes, but not as dramatic as that film did a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and so For Colored Boys is an adaptation of, 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 of For Colored Girls. It explores, you know, um, it explores lots of things. Black trauma, black queer trauma. Um, it explores, you know. Slavery. slavery. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, just the a journey of of um, black oppression mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. world, all the way from slavery, all the way to the you know police brutality that mm-hmm. we have experienced throughout history. Yeah, it explores all of those things, but it also has its contemporary moments of celebrating hip hop, mm-hmm. you know, um, and celebrating you know black music, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. thinking about just black pro- you know progression yeah. throughout yeah. you know U.S. history. So it, it just thinks about mm-hmm. all of those things. Mm-hmm. You're like a, what should I say? I want to know, like, what would you say to, like, a younger black man, maybe, like, in high school, or a little black boy, gay boy, Mm -hmm. coming up in this world today? What would I say to him? Yeah. I would say, you know that you have power. Mm -hmm. You know it. Mm -hmm. Generally, but you feel like it is not... Um, valuable yeah, in yeah. this space or considered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just stand. Because mm-hmm. everybody's looking for you to do it. Yeah, They may say all of these things. Mm-hmm. That is because they know you can do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They know you can take it. But if you show them you can take it, no one will know what to do. Mm-hmm. No one, you know, if they, if you show them, you can, do oh, yeah. it, or you can mm-hmm. stand, you know, with ease, mm-hmm. you know, um, just stand. That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, I, you need, I feel like you need to do like a, some sort of like presentation or even like, what are those self, uh, where people do like a one man show, mm-hmm. you will be good at a one man show, mm-hmm. Kenzie. I wrote a one man show. What kind of one man show are you talking about? Huh? I said I wrote a one man show. Well, I'm talking about <laughs> you performing. Mm-hmm. Did you perform in that? Mm-hmm. 
Well, the kids is a one man show. Yeah, so I feel like it has to. You need to do another one. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> like I need to actually like see it. Is it is it filmed? Uh, it, I no, it is not. It has to be filmed because I need to. Yeah. Like, I need to see your performance. Yeah, I need to see your one man yeah. show. I mean, the thing is, is that that's you know. I don't know if it, you know, was the contention between my mom, but like my mom, you know, when when I was when they found out, when my mother found out I was, you know, gay uh-huh. and, and, and queer, she, you know, told me not to tell my grandmother, which which the grandmother she was talking about was not even her mother, uh-huh. her dad's uh-huh. mother, you know, like don't tell anybody, uh-huh. and. And, and and for me, like I just took that into. I mean, I you didn't tell anybody. I did right, go into right. silence, but I, it took me into like, don't be yourself. Yeah, because it was also like I used to, you know, I, I would color my hair. I started coloring my hair, mm-hmm. you know, at a young age. Mm-hmm. You know, I used, I've always liked tight pants, nah. and short shorts. Okay. Oh, like, so this is this, this ain't is new. new. This is nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, always. Okay. You know, maybe not the short shorts. Maybe that came later. Tight <laughs> pants for sure. Okay. You know. And I was like edited and told to not do this and don't be like that. And I was just like, I hear you. And maybe this this was a conversation, but I'm like, you're telling me not to be. I don't Uh, think that's the right way. uh You know, so I was very much able to not <laughs> right 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 you know to be like i don't i don't think i'm gonna do what i want to do uh-huh. i think i'm gonna move how i want to move you know like 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 my mom not wanting me to go to school i was like no you know and you you know away from atlanta uh-huh. and then when i went to atlanta you know there was you know, places that they wanted me to live and things that i want me to do and i was uh-huh. just like you know and, and by that time once i got to new york you know i was moving the way that i needed to move oh yeah you know yeah and and was not relying on them mm-hmm. and maybe I didn't make you know the choices that they didn't want me to make mm-hmm. I've also made a lot of like I'm not going to say poor choices but choices that maybe steer redirected the course of my okay. life uh-huh. and I've had to like you know take time to find my way or to get you know to yeah. find my way I don't yeah. want to get back on track find my way you yeah. know? Uh, but even in all of that I was taking care of myself. I was, you know, making myself strong, but also trying to figure out how to be good in the world. Right. You know, yeah. like in that, like, that also sounds like, you know, well, uh, fuck everybody else. I'm going to try to just, you know, and it was never like that. Uh-huh. You know, always, I've always tried to keep a community, mm-hmm. you know, black group folk around mm-hmm. and, and pour in okay. instead of like tear out. <sighs> In the words of Kenzie, <laughs> we're going to take this short commercial break and we'll be back with the In My Bag segment. Okay. And so we're going to get into it and with In My Bag. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> in My Bag podcast is sponsored by the Counter Narrative Project, an organization that stands in the tradition of Bayard Rustin, James Baldwin, Essex Hemphill, and other movement leaders, artists, organizers, and visionaries. Their mission is to shift narratives about black gay men to change policy and improve lives. They are committed to countering narratives and speaking truth to power by creating and developing custom content through media, events, and partnerships. To learn more about the Counter Narrative Project, visit their website at www.thecounternarrative.org. All right, and that's... 
the counter narrative project. Yes. You've heard of CMP. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I follow them on IG mm-hmm. um, and see the work that they're doing. Yeah. yeah. And the executive director, Charles uh, Stevens, he's just, he's just, he's all about that. Like, he's all about black gayness. He's mm-hmm. all about black gay men, black gay culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, it's when talking to him, it just is like, it's just very empowering. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he empowers you. And to have, you know, a black gay leader like that. And he's in Atlanta. You know, they're mm-hmm. based in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So, that's good. Um, yeah. but Well, it's, they, they're really invested in um, kind of demonstrating and depicting the history. Yes. And I think yes. that that is, you know, the challenge, I think, with many... Um, uh, many of us that we don't understand that we have a history. You mm-hmm. know, we're looking for um, the television to show us, and I'm just like that. You know, that's a site uh-huh. of white supremacy. They're not going to show you who you are. Oh no, you know, and and that and they're not and and, and when they show things, you know, it is, it is depicted in a particular way. But there's mm-hmm. a history and a lineage mm-hmm. that goes as far as we've been on the on. On this land, right, right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, that 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 spans from long time mm-hmm. ago. You know, mm-hmm. it's just not now. Yeah, um, and it's it was before ballroom. Uh, yeah, before balls. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, and understand that our history doesn't start there. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. So shout out to Counter Narrative Project. Mm-hmm. Love them. So let's get into this in my bag. In my bag. Because <laughs> I've been in my bag about a lot of things, and so <laughs> a lot of things. I feel but like you need to go first. I, I am going to go but first. <laughs> Oh, I am going to go first. Go first. And, you know, a lot of times I've been in my bag, you know, on other shows about niggas, about men, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. But I'm really in my bag this right now in my life Mm. is time. Mm -hmm. Say more. Time, I feel like a lot of things have happened to me over the last few months, Mm -hmm. especially this year. Um, I say everything happens for a reason. And... It's a time for everything. You know, I broke my hand. I got COVID during my healing process, me and the cast. And, you know, yeah, I had some sort of like depression a little bit because I was home. I couldn't do shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But when I really think about it, I'm like, this is happening for a reason. You know what I mean? And maybe it's God saying, listen, yes. Time is passing. However, you need to live in the moment, live in the time, slow down, get your mind right on what's what's coming next, you know, within the year. You know what I mean? And I'm a very, I'm impatient. Like, I just, I can't wait for shit. You know what I mean? I always have to just do it. Mm-hmm. And when I'm sitting down, not doing anything, it's like... I just think about everything, you know what I mean? And it's that time where I just had to, like, think, you know what I mean? And a lot of stuff happens in my life where, like, it just happens at the right time, you know what I mean? Like, getting a new job, and, you know, even when I moved to New York, I was 28 when I moved to New York, but I wanted to move to New York at 21. And then when I moved to New York, I'm like, this was the actually the right time, you know what I mean? You have to sit back and be like, if I moved at 21... I'd probably be a whole different person. You know what I mean? And so it's like 
when I think back at my life, when I think back at all my accomplishments and everything that I have done, it's all came at the right time. Okay. It's not, I'm not, ru- I tried to rush it, but shit didn't pan out right. So when you don't rush into things mm-hmm. and you just wait and you be patient yeah. and let the process continue moving, then that's when it just all just comes about in the right way. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, time, it's just, I'm always looking at time. You know what I mean? Um, and I said, every time I I see 9-11, I, something happens. Um, really? Yeah. And I looked into it. I was like, what does 9-11? Because every time I look, even in the morning, if I look at my phone, it says 9-11. In the afternoon, in the evening, it says 9-11. I always just catch 9-11. Okay. And so I Googled it and I just was like, what does this mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because when you hear 9-11, you think of like, you know, the traumatic Death. events that happen and stuff Body's like that. Falling. Yeah. And uh-huh. so, but it actually means... Angels are around you, and it means that something good is about to happen. Like, it's going to be a new transition in your life is about to occur. Okay. Hopefully, that's a nigga, but... (laughs) I don't... You know, I just don't know. And so, whenever those moments happen, when I do see 9-11, something does happen. Okay. So, the last time that happened... I got a new job and I moved into a new apartment. Okay. You know what I mean? And so I'm just taking one day at a time, you know, and then hopefully something will happen, you know. Okay. So time has definitely been in my bag right now time this year. And so yeah, that's what got me in my bag. It's time. Okay. And so yeah, I'm I'm learning very- generic and (laughs) (laughs) not specific but time but I mean I just I don't know I just everything that is occurring and has occurred it's always a time factor you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like um just like I think about like my mom like she's older so that comes with like time you know what I mean just like what I asked you about kids it's like damn you know what I mean like I want to see her with a, um, you know, with a grandchild, but whatever. So what got you in your bag? What has me in my bag? Well, you know, Pride just ended, and I was not (laughs) really excited about participating. Okay. (laughs) Uh, In fact, I did not want to participate. And I thought about it, you know, like I um, been doing Pride since I was, 18 years old, mm-hmm. 17, really. Uh, I went to my first Pride um, my senior year of high school, mm-hmm. Atlanta Pride, you know. And, you know, anyway, so that, you know, I've been doing it a long time. And so I'm hanging out in Pride, and, you know, everybody wants to, like, you know, you, you want to go out, you know, and I'm like, go out where? You know, mm-hmm. and they're naming me places. And I'm like, well, one of the places I was like, one of the places I really like, you know, Lambda BK. I was mm-hmm. like, I love Lambda mm-hmm. BK. You know, I was just there the last weekend mm-hmm. and got had a wonderful time, lost all my shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great night. I don't want to go back there right, this right. next weekend. Yeah. I want to do that same thing. Also, like, I have goals for the type of individual that I'm looking for. Okay. I have a salary requirement for him. Yeah. And he not at Lambda. 
right. He not. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm not like he's not there. Mm-hmm. And I also y'all like can we start going to other places? Yeah. You know, I don't have to be in a in a queer space all the time. Yeah. You know, um and that and just also like what you know, like I'm not going into what is pride thing, but like it's is pride just going out because if that's what pride is, I, I know my I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and if that's what it is, it's cool. Like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like I don't wanna go with I could say a lot of things, yeah. but I'm not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. You know, um and so I I began to think about that and I just began to think about, you know, maybe because I have goals for where, you know, I wish mm-hmm. <laughs> You know my life to ascend to. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and whom and with whom mm-hmm. and what kind of person I want to ascend mm-hmm. um, it with. You know, mm-hmm. where am I going to be? It's not going to be in the club every weekend. No, it's, it's not. It's just not. It's not. You know, not those clubs. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just not. You know. Um, Definitely understand. Pride yeah. is pride is dissolving. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that I'm evolving. I don't mm-hmm. think it's evolving. I think, you know, pride is doing what it's supposed to do. And I think that I'm evolving, you know. Um, and I hope that the well, ones that's the that same I care thing, for yeah. can go with me. Because I was at home at Pride. <laughs> I didn't do anything because I just was it. I was over it. Uh-huh. Well, okay, for some of it. <laughs> well, I definitely want to thank you, Kenzie, the infamous Kenzie James. Yes. For yes, for coming on and accepting my invitation. Yes. Um, I hope you had fun. I've had an amazing time. An amazing time. And so let much. everyone know your Instagram. Okay, y'all yes. can find me at <laughs> V Kenzie James. Um T H E E like Megan V Stallion. Okay. <laughs> Kenzie James, K E N Z I J uh-huh. And I'm like that on um across social media. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you have your podcast. I do have my podcast Performing Black. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we didn't get to talk about that. But yeah, um interviewed a few stars from uh the Clark Sisters movie and um, mm-hmm. um Judas and the Black Messiah. Got to interview Dominique Thorne. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, and hoping to rejuge it and okay. bring it back for a season three. I would love that. Mm-hmm. I would love mm-hmm. that. Yes. Yes, indeed. I might have some people for you. Come on. (laughs) Well, thank you so much again. And everyone, this is In My Bag Podcast. In My Bag. Yes. Thank you for listening to In My Bag Podcast, brought to you by Bag Media Network, a multimedia company that creates custom content through digital, event, and social platforms for black gay men. Bag Media Network moves the culture forward, providing a safe space for its community of business leaders, influencers, creatives, entertainers, writers, and activists. To learn more about Bag Media Network, go to www.bagmedianetwork.com. Mm-hmm.